Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. everybody welcome to another episode of the hp podcast i'm your host dustin here with me the beautiful boy ben singular singular boy i'm not singular no you're not you have a you know a fam i do and uh but yeah just one boy today no phil phil is at home uh hopefully resting he's a very sick boy he's probably at home running around in his skivvies playing video games Mm. Just got back from vacation, had to go to work today. You know, he probably is like eccentric today. Probably. That's that's probably it. Exactly. He tried to come and give us the plague. I already had the plague last week. Well, OK. Inside look at Handsome Phantom here, just because I found find this funny. We we're talking about when we we're going to record whatever. We, we talked about it lightly a, a day or two ago. And then today, Phil gets on our slack and says, hey, guys, um, I'm sick as shit right now, was his words, which is a gross way to say it. But I respect it because I'd say the same thing. Oh, I think. Yeah, I think that's an appropriate way. It's inappropriate. It just sounds gross. Sure. So if, if it's if that's how he is, if he, yeah. he is sick as shit. Right. I'll allow it. But that's pretty sick. Yeah. He was saying that, you know, he was so sick, his stomach, he, his, you know, his head. He had a cough, all this bad, horrible things and saying that he. What was it exactly? He couldn't get out of bed really because he wanted to play this game in the middle of the night. No, I think he was like, I was up in the middle of the night, so I was going to play a game. Yeah. I I don't think he said he couldn't get out of bed. Mm. Anyway, he talks about how awful he is. Yeah. Within a moment, then later, he's like, so when are we meeting tonight? (laughs) I was like, Phil, this is twofold. Number one, you should stay home to get better. Right. Legitimately. I do mean that. Two. Don't come to my house. Like, <laughs> I was like, I'm fine if people have colds. You know, I'm not a wimp about that. That's fine. But don't, don't you bring that sickness in our studio, Phil. I can't. I, I told you it's too. It's expensive for me to get sick now because I can take off work. It would be very difficult in the next couple of days for me to take off work. Right. But you can work from I, home. I could. But that's not always as conducive. Sometimes when you're sick, you don't want to work from home. Oh, I get it. Trust I me. just you just want to do nothing. Yeah. Sometimes you're so sick you don't want to play video games. Have you been there? No. See, I have, where it's like I can't even focus on anything. See, 
I try not to play video games a whole lot, like when my family's awake and when they're hanging out, so I can spend time with them. Mm-hmm. When I'm sick, I'm just like, no, I'm sick. I'm doing what I want. Yeah. Yeah. I luckily, I haven't been sick in a while now that I think about it. Holly, as I told you, was sick all last week and I dodged it yeah. somehow. You were sick a couple months ago. You were pretty bad, I remember. I'm trying to remember. You guys but, were you guys were messed up. Was that when we were throwing up? You were both messed up. That was almost a year ago ways. now. When we had um what was it called that your dad gave it to me? No, I'm not talking about neurovirus. This no, was something oh, else. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to neurovirus. Yeah. In for a bad sure. way. Because that shit is awful. Have you ever had I guess it's very specific. Not everyone will have neurovirus. I have no idea because yeah. I don't I don't do doctors and stuff. I mean, I don't have a problem with doctors. I'm just like not a go to the doctor kind of guy, yeah. unless it's something more serious. Uh, I current like I had a I had a kind of a runny nose late last week, mm-hmm. and then it turned into a stuffy nose, which turned into a headache, which turned into a cough. I think it was never more than a cold, but it was honestly like I get sick maybe once a year, mm-hmm. and when I do, it's pretty bad. Um, I've been sleeping a lot less, not because of anything bad, just you know life. And um, I think that probably contributed to it. Yeah. So I think all that added up. Anyway, I, w- I was way more sick than I should have been from the symptoms I had. Yeah. It sounded like you there must be something going around because that sounds like what Holly had as well. Yeah, there so, is something. It's called winter in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I, ha- I was able to dodge it. I went and bought like Zycam has the like zinc tablets, uh-huh. which I looked at after I bought it. I bought the like Walmart brand, whatever. Yeah. It's like $5. There's like no conclusive proof that that actually works. No, not at all. But it just made me, it made me feel like I was trying to do something. Here's my theory. Yeah. Holly. Yeah. Interacts with the public, your wife. Yes. On a daily basis. Yes. You interact with the public occasionally, but your job is mostly you get to, you know, not. Not. Which That's is great. Right. I yeah. envy you. I also interact with the public, but I also have young children with weak immune systems who mm. catch things. Mm. And so I usually can dodge it, but I think they had something and, you know, one too many hugs before they went to bed just yeah. did me in. You know, kids are disgusting. Dude, today, my youngest, he's three, and he's usually, I mean, he's a pretty cool dude. Yeah. I think everybody who meets him loves him. But today he's like, just finished eating. He's eating a lollipop because... I had to scoop him up, run to the bank real quick because I forgot about something and had to take care of it and ran to the bank. They gave him a lollipop, of course, which I didn't want him to have a lollipop because, yeah. you know, the whole whole crazy kids yeah. sugar thing. Also, their body's dying slowly mm-hmm. like mine is. Fair um, enough. Yeah. So, but he gets it. I wasn't going to take it away from him. He eats it. He comes over as I'm leaving the house today. Give me a hug. I said, Murphy. You go in the kitchen and you wipe off your face before you hug me. You're disgusting. His whole, like, he was just a mess. Oh, yeah. It was gross. I saw your kid. I can't remember if it was, uh, which one it was. But I know their names. I just didn't know if you wanted me to say their names on the show. I said Murphy's name. Okay. I don't care. I don't know if it was Egan or Murphy. But I saw them at church and there was cake. And they, like, walked up. And you know how kids, like, can't fucking walk for some reason, it's like, oh, I learned to walk in the past year. Right. Whatever. <laughs> He's like, you know, like barreling over with a piece of cake and uh-huh. it's like going all over the place like he's like in a cartoon. It's actually amazing how infrequently they drop things with the way they walk. This cake went flat on the carpet, yeah. icing side down. Yeah. Which then was just promptly picked up, put back on the plate. 
and took a bite right after. Oh, I taught him that. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. That's fine. If I was at my own house, I would definitely do that. Yeah. Not at church, though. You understand. Not a public place. Like, you understand the difference, though, between, oh, my house is, is my place and church is everybody's place. Yeah. Kids, they're just like, this is a place I'm at. No. Oh, yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, more respect to him at For that sure. point. Yeah. You know, it's a, a cake is cake. So and icing is the best part of the cake for the kids. Oh yeah, so yeah, for I sure. get it. I get it. This is the HP podcast, your weekly gaming podcast from handsomefam.com. We're so happy that you're here hanging out with us. It means a lot. We appreciate it. We know there's a lot of podcasts out there that you could be listening to, but you're here with us, so we appreciate that. Uh, we we appreciate it so much. We're gonna ask something of you. Oh yeah, we're gonna ask you to please go to your your uh, iTunes app. Or, or whatever, your iTunes on your computer, and leave us a rating and review. Also hit the subscribe button. That helps us out a lot. We would super appreciate that. I don't even care if you use iTunes. Yeah, just just do it. It's, it's free. It doesn't cost you anything. Steve Jobs would want you to do it. He would. He would. So, Ben, Yo. what are you dreaming of this week? Okay, so this week, I've been dreaming a little bit about Scott Pilgrim. Oh, I know this is kind of an old dream. This is more of a memory. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about how great that game was, the Scott Pilgrim game. I mean, I love the movie. I love the the manga series, etc. But the game and it's just bothered me so much in the recent years, mostly the last year that I cannot play Scott Pilgrim in any other fashion Mm -hmm. than to find my Xbox 360 Elite somewhere hidden in my attic bring it out, dust it off, find the power cord somehow miraculously, maybe find some batteries or a charger for my for my controller and boot it up without connecting it to the internet because if you update that firmware... Is that true? Because to my understanding, can't you, even though it's not available on the store, you would be able to re-download it, right? No. No. Well, okay. I have not personally tried it, but from what I understand from someone who wrote about it yeah. a while back... You could not re-download it, That's and crazy. it will not let you play it until you download the update, which does not exist. So mm. it's entirely possible that that is completely wrong and that you can play Scott Pilgrim. If somebody out there has tried it, let me know. Either way, I would not want to try it out. I would want to just break out my 360, dust it off, maybe not even dust it off, plug it in, and play the dang game. So I actually think I'm going to do that here in the next week or two. I'm going to download Scott Pilgrim. Or I'm going to get my Xbox somewhere, wherever it is, and just scoot it right in the place of my Xbox One. Because let's face it, it's just a media player at this point. And I played Crackdown on it. And I'm going to play Scott Pilgrim. See, okay, I'm looking at a game FAQs forum here. Someone says if you this was four years ago, they said if you already bought it, it will be in your download history. Said. No one seems to be disputing that. This was four years ago, though, Ben. Well, so, so you mean, might you might be in luck. Here's what we should do after we're done with this show. Uh-huh. I have Xbox 360 hooked up. Yeah, you can log in on mine. Okay, see if it'll let you download it. All right, <laughs> or we could look it up to see what the definitive answer is. I mean, let's try it. Why not? You Why can, not? You can have Scott Pilgrim at your house too. That'd be great. Let's do it. Did you ever play that game? I played the demo. Okay, when it came out. Yeah, but I didn't play the the full. I think experience. I reviewed that back back in the day. Okay, here's a Reddit post from 2018. Somebody in 2018, 166 days ago, said, 
on a response to about it getting removed from the store. They said, bear in mind, if you have bought them in the past, you can still download them from your download history. Perfect. That's good then. That's good Because news. I definitely saw someone write an article saying that they had had it purchased and were not able to play it. So I'm glad they were wrong. Ben, I have a dream this week. Please tell me. My dream, I don't want to be a dead horse here, but I want to be clear. I slept on Hitman 2016. Uh And as if you follow me on Twitter, you know that I've been in love with it uh, since it became free on PlayStation. As obviously all the listeners of this podcast do. Yes. Yeah. All All of them follow me. Thank you. I appreciate it. So I went and I bought Hitman 2. Uh huh. It's $40. I thought it was a fair price. I'm enjoying it. I thought, man, my dream is that more people would buy Hitman 2 because my understanding did not sell very well. Right. And neither did Hitman 2016. Right. So my dream is, is that people would play. I guess it's too late now unless you got it. Play Hitman on PS Plus. If you enjoy it, I think you will go buy Hitman 2 because we need people to buy it for there to be Hitman 3. I agree. I think that that IGN party we got invited to really helped out. Mm-hmm. You know, it made you want to play it more. Do you mm-hmm. remember? I do remember. That party? Okay. Um, on the wall in the back, they just had it on endless loop of one 90 second trailer for that yes. game. Yes. It was them at, it was him at the, uh, the racetrack. It made mission. me never want to play the game. Dang. But. It didn't make me that, feel anything. Now that I've played it some, mm. um, I want to play it some more. The racetrack mission is awesome. Yeah. It's so, dude, Hitman 2, the levels are I mean, I guess the levels in Hitman 1 are very big, but there's some of the levels are absolutely giant. So the thing the thing about Hitman is I never had any interest to play it just by seeing it. Yeah. But you were talking so highly about it. I thought, well, it's free on PS Plus. I'll try it out. Yeah. And I've been loving it. I haven't played as much as you have by any means, but I've been loving it. Mm-hmm. I did talk to Phil, who's home, homesick right now. Yeah. Uh, the other day and said, told him like Hitman was a lot of fun. And he said, man, I've been thinking about if I should check it out. Everybody's talking so highly about it, like, you know, you and me and everybody else. And I said, don't. He said, why? I said, because you hate stealth. And even though it's not like pure stealth, I mean, there's strategy and puzzleness to it. Puzzleness isn't a word, but I used it. There's puzzleness to it as well. It is at its core stealth. You need to be stealthy in in a sense. Yeah. So I think you would hate it. That's just so, one man's opinion. The interesting thing I think about Hitman is that it gives you the ability. It will hold your hand if you want it to. Doing sure. the mission stories, for the most part, really easy. Right. Um, I guess they're called opportunities in Hitman 1. They yeah. changed the name of it to uh, mission stories in Hitman 2. Okay. But it it doesn't have to be a super hardcore, like, sneaky, sneaky boy game. It can right. be more um, On scripted, yeah. we'll say. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I guess if you really don't like stealth at the core, it's a very generous though, as far as like you can run around behind someone as long as they're not looking at you. Right. For the most part, they're not going to notice. I'm surprised how oftentimes people haven't noticed me. It tells you very clearly too, um, that this person will notice you if you get in their line of sight. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, there's that sense of it. It's just amazing to me that I don't know. I feel like I understand if it's not your genre, why you wouldn't like it. I get it to some extent, although it's a mix. It's a big mix of genres. But it's amazing to me that 
this game didn't garner more attention, I guess. The yeah. first one came out. I remember when it came out. It was lackluster in reviews, uh, certainly lackluster in sales. I don't think it was lackluster in reviews. Well, it wasn't like the, a 90. The problem was the what, the episodic. Yes. People didn't get it. I didn't get it. Sure. I think I probably knocked it at the time for being episodic. Now that I've played it, I wish Hitman 2 was episodic. It makes way more sense. Yes. Yeah. Makes a ton of sense. Because now it's like I have this giant buffet of levels before me, right. which is great. But being like, okay, this is the newest level. You can focus on this for the next month. Right. Is awesome. You play it as many times as you want. Yeah. And it, like an ongoing, like getting new levels throughout the year. I would have loved that. Yeah. So maybe they'll, I would love to see them do a mix of maybe Hitman 2. It would be cool if they did three new levels that came out across six months i met i mean maybe not because of the sales but wouldn't don't you think they'll do some dlc for it they're going to yeah it's they already sold season pass right so i think it's it's a 40 dollar season pass too isn't it a 40 dollar game well it was 60 no. when it, came it was out. six it's yeah i bought it on sale for okay. 40 so go out buy hitman 2 it was a very long-winded dream there but good discussion and are you ready for this week's very serious question? So ready. This one is a week. I feel bad. We just started this segment. I've got a weaker one this week, but I want to sell, sell, sell. I want to save the good ones for when Phil is here too. Phil or Brandon. Okay. I'm going to hit you with a lesser one. This one isn't as funny, but a legitimate question. All right. Do you fuck with Lewis and Clark? You're talking Lewis and Clark, the explorers. Yes. Why not? That's is, how I feel. Is dude. the best is the best question. I've always been intrigued by Lewis and Clark. All right, so look, they get selected by the president. Yeah, he's like, guys, I need you to go out and figure out what's out there. And they're like, out where? And he's like, everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going out and they're like, all right. So we uh, we meet a Native American lady. She's going to help us. Cool. Sacagawea. Yeah, Sacagawea. I knew her name. I just thought it would be more dramatic. I didn't know if that was her. I knew, I knew Sacagawea, but I couldn't remember if that was just in that story. From what I understand, she was not with... I'm a, I'm a stupid history guy, and some parts of history I know very well, other parts not as well. This is one of the not as well ones, but um, she goes out with them, and she's incredibly instrumental in them. One, being able to go through areas that they otherwise would not have been able to go through yeah. because... She was Native American and yeah. was able to, like, help shepherd them through. But two, she knew, like, so much stuff they didn't know. Mm. She knew how to make things they didn't know how to make, how to help them survive in the wilderness by themselves. And they're just out there. They're like, hey, here's the Louisiana Purchase. That'll probably be down in, like, oh, I don't know, Louisiana or something, right? And 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 Jefferson at the time was like, nah, nah. it's the whole place. Mm. It's the, it, know the continent we're on right now? Like, most of it. Uh, that's where you're going. Yeah. So, yeah. Lewis and Clark are my boys. So though it wasn't a funny question, it was asked in a silly way. The answer is yes, we do fuck with Lewis and Clark. Sure. Okay. So I wanted to make sure when you said it that you weren't talking about Lois and Clark. Lois and Clark. Yeah. The, the Superman. <laughs> That's right. Um, Superman like romance. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. I've never seen that. I remember we do not. So the <laughs> we do not fuck with Lois and Clark. Right. We do fuck with Lewis and Clark. I certainly. Yeah, I, I didn't watch it. I, I remember seeing bits and pieces of it. Um, that's a hunky Superman right there, though. Everyone's all like, oh, Smallville. I like Smallville. I saw like stop a little bit of no. Smallville once. I thought it looked dumb. No. Lame. I, OK, if it were coming out now, I would think, nah, 
pass, hard pass. Yeah. That show started when I was like, I don't know, 10 or 12 years old. My mom and I used to watch it every mm. week religiously. It was like my dad and I had a couple shows that we would watch. We watched when I was real little. We watched Seinfeld. Yeah. Growing up, we watched King of Queens together. That was like our dad and dad and son time. Yeah. My mom and I, we watched Smallville. Smallville. That was, yeah. Hmm. Now, if I go back and watch it now, probably garbage. Probably lame. Yeah. Who knows? We got a big new game announcement this week. Okay. Two games, actually. Pokemon Sword and Shield have been announced. Uh, along with that announcement, we got a little seven-minute direct. Uh-huh. Uh, they revealed the three starters, which are Grookey, Scorbunny, and Sobble. And so it officially it takes place in the Galar region, wherever that is. Ben, did you watch this direct at all or anything from it? I didn't see the direct. I saw some clips. Okay. So I was like online at the time of the direct, too. I just forgot because mm. I'm an idiot. And I don't know how to feel about this game. Tell me why. So it's hard because I'm a Pokemon fan from the beginning. Yep. Pokemon Yellow played Pokemon Silver. Well, actually, actually, uh, Pokemon uh, Yellow wasn't the beginning. So, well, yeah. Pokemon, that's it's part of Gen One. Yeah, Pokemon Yellow is the beginning. Fuck off, okay? <laughs> don't don't you try to tell me Pokemon Yellow? That was my my nasally, although mm. I am nasally because I had had a cold, but that was my nasally um, voice telling you. I did play Blue as well. Yes, I played them. I played Yellow first though, and then Blue. So I played through many of them. I haven't played all of them. Uh-huh. I wasn't into Ruby and Sapphire. I was kind of different place in my life at the time. What kind of place was it? I don't know. Not a Pokemon place, though. Weird. Because uh, I think I felt bored of it. Like I had played too many Pokemon games at that point. And I'm like, oh, it's just more of the same. Right. Eventually, I came back uh-huh. uh, specifically for the Soul Silver, No, Diamond and Pearl DS. Oh, fantastic nice. games. Yep. Then I played the remake Soul Silver, Fantastic. Played a little bit of X and Y. And I was like, X and Y. I was pumped for. Yeah. This is th- 3D models. Which New one did system? you play? Uh, X. I, I had them both. Okay. I didn't play both of them, but I had them both. I was very excited, and overall I felt disappointed yeah. by X and Y. Just because they took a more story approach, uh-huh. right? But the way they did it was so slow and so boring. Yeah. And so I didn't like, I don't know. I, overall, I was hoping for something more, yeah. and it wasn't. Pokemon Sun and Moon... I played the demo and I thought, well, this just seems like more of the X and Y style in a new location. Yeah. Very slow. Even the demo was very slow. So I did. I didn't even touch it. Right. So now and I guess we could talk a little bit about um, I almost said, hey, you Pikachu, let's go Pikachu. <laughs> uh, let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee. I played through most of Pikachu. I still want to get back to that. I really enjoyed it. And I actually thought that the way that they casualized the franchise actually made it better. Enhanced it. Yeah. Enhanced it in a lot of ways. Yeah. So before they announced Let's Go Pikachu, they're like, don't worry, we've got the 2019 Pokemon game right. coming. And so we knew the Switch. We knew that this game was in development since before Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Yes. So surely this was it. This was the time for a new 
crazier Pokemon game. Right. The first console Pokemon game. Now that we see this direct, nothing exciting to show. I got a couple thoughts there. Okay. Pokemon is and always will be great because you know what it is. You can expect to know what you're getting into. And there's never going to be a bad surprise. It's going to be Pokemon. Pokemon is bad because of those exact same things. True. Okay. So it's a tried and true formula that we all love and buy and just spend gratuitous amounts of money on the franchise. And we should because it's great. But also, I played many generations of Pokemon. Many. But I never really quite understood why I'm playing this game instead of playing the old one I had again. Because Mm -hmm. even though there are changes and nuances that are different, Pokemon at its core is still just Pokemon. True. And you're saying the same thing I said about X and Y. When it came out, I thought, oh, wow, look at this. Some 3D stuff, like some, some changes in perspective. We're looking at a whole new world, some story that's different. And at the end of X, I thought that was disappointing. I didn't even bother with the next gen um, from there. And I'm looking at this one like, okay. My biggest curiosity about the the ones that were just announced, everybody's talking on Twitter, and Twitter is a terrible place. But <laughs> everybody's talking on Twitter about how great it looks, how they're taking the franchise in a new direction. They're really excited for the new region and the new Pokemon, which the new Pokemon are cute. Don't get me wrong. What is so different about it that everyone's raving I don't understand. It's Mm. Pokemon. And you know what? Pokemon's great, and you should like it if you like it, and that's okay, and I love it, and you love it. Why is it different? It's not. Mm. Unless they're doing something dramatically different. Okay, and here I go with my long-winded third point. If you ask me, what do I want out of Pokemon? What do I want about it to be different? What do I want to get and spend my $60 plus tax on? I can't tell you, because I love the way Pokemon is, but... I can't tell you, and I, but I also want it to be different, but I can't tell you what I want it to be different about it. I don't know how to explain the next point of, I'm trying to make, but I'll try. Something, Pokemon worlds feel very video gamey. Yes. Because they're a fixed camera perspective looking down. You could like run into people's houses and just say, hey. Yeah. Well, no, not even that. Because you can do that in like Zelda or something. Sure. But the... I wonder if some doing something as simple as like designing a world where you can move the camera with the right stick. They did that a little bit with X and Y. They Maybe had you could move the camera, but you could like use rollerblades and stuff. Yeah. 3D behind the character. I remember that. I don't know. I'm just wondering if it was like it felt more like a. I don't want to say I don't. I don't want it to be like a Zelda game or Uh but like more like a normal third person game than like, okay, we're getting another sort of top down angled camera view of Pokemon. Right. So I just feel like that would it would change the feeling of it overall. Yeah. But I don't know. It's hard to say because I don't want to be too harsh because this was just a reveal. Right. Got a little view of a little taste you know, we know the three starters, which, by the way, what's your favorite I starter? I don't know. I can't mm. decide. Pokemon put up a poll on Twitter, and I wouldn't even participate because I thought this is too hard of a decision. I think I'm down for Grookey. 
I, I could see that. I'm a fan of Grookey. That's my problem is I could see all of them. Score Bunny, it's hard because at heart I'm like, well, everyone likes Score Bunny. Yeah. So, meh. Well, my problem with Score Bunny, I mean, I think it's a fantastic looking character. Yeah. My problem with Score Bunny is the name. Can't mm. you just, come on, that's just a weird name. Also, the evolutions play a big part yeah. in choosing the, because really the final form is the one you'll probably spend the most time with. Right. So. I haven't even reached my final form yet. Wow. Wow. It's like Charmander. Uh, I think I like Squirtle better than Charmander. Yeah. But I like Charizard better than Blastoise. I don't think I don't think you're alone there. I do Blastoise is sweet though. Oh yeah. Blastoise is so cool. Okay. Well, tell me how who installed those rockets on his back? Tell who me. Who did that. it? Do we have anything else do we want to say? It was Professor Oak. Do you think he's just a monster mutating? We know he's a monster. He's grinding up Pokemon into candy. Yeah. To feed to Pokemon. Cannibalistic. I get it. But like, does he does he actively like try to so cyberpunk Pokemon too? Hmm. It's possible. Maybe Team Rocket. Yeah. Is there anything else we want to say about Pokemon? I don't know. I don't want to beat something to death that we don't know a lot about. Other than my initial reactions are disappointed. You're going to buy it. And I'm going to buy it. Hmm. And millions of other people are going to buy it. And then we're going to say either it was amazing and a change or we're going to say it was the same game. But either way, they're going to have millions of sales and they're going to make lots of money, and they're going to do the same thing again in a couple of years. I'm going to buy it and then play it and enjoy it and then be, at the end be like, well, that wasn't really what I wanted. Right. And then complain on this podcast again. <laughs> That's right. That's what we do with Pokemon. <laughs> so, Ben, I got a doozy for okay. you this week. I'm ready. THQ Nordic. Everyone knows this already, so I want to get our takes on it. I don't yeah. want to go through every detail, but we will go through some of it for anyone who doesn't know. THQ Nordic did an AMA on 8chan he posted a tweet that said we're doing an 8chan ama and we have no idea why come join us how how telling yeah. we have no idea why clearly you have no idea why you're doing right. it uh also if you say that in my opinion you have an idea that it's not going to be popular exactly they were followed up after getting a multitude of a bad ratio of replies to likes. Yeah. He said the opportunity was here and we took it. We got approached in a very friendly and polite manner. And we're assured said person, parentheses, shout out to Mark. <laughs> we'll take care of the nasty stuff. So here we are. Uh-huh. And what is 8chan? Because I only know what other people have told me. I don't know if you know anything or what you've read online, whatever. You sent, you sent me a text or a Slack message or something when that happened and said... And said what was happening. And I thought you mistyped 4chan. Mm. So I didn't know about 8chan even until last week. I had only heard about 8chan maybe like one other time. Yeah. So I know nothing about it other than what I've heard since this whole ordeal came out. Yes. Here's what I want to say about that message you just read. Shout out to the shout out to Mark. Shout out to Mark. Um, (laughs) We were told that Mark would deal with all the nasty stuff. Yeah. So you were told there could. In one way or another, there could be nasty stuff. Yes. That's the part that seems to be escaping everyone's perspective to me. Yeah. Is that if you had a fear there was going to be nasty stuff, why'd you do it? Yeah. Okay. We didn't really answer what 8chan was, though. 8chan, it's like 4chan, which is a like a basically a lawless, anonymous forum. Yeah. Where a lot of bad shit gets posted. Right. 
They also 4chan. And I don't know so much about 8chan, but it's like 4chan that there's like basically community. They like harass people. Yeah. Bad, bad shit happens there. Right. Uh, 8chan, I know specifically someone described it as like where people that get kicked out of 4chan go. Yeah. Which sounds crazy. I don't know. I don't want to say that as like complete fact, but it is. I'm sure there's a cross section too of users of both. There is fact that there's like been like weird child pornography stuff on 8chan. Yeah. And there has been talk about like, um, I don't, I don't know what kind of like, like rape stuff. <laughs> I don't know how to say it other than that. Right. Violence towards people. Yeah. Violence yeah. towards people, violence towards children. Right. Like pedophile stuff. Right. Bad shit. Like I wouldn't, I, it's bad enough. And you know how Google likes to return searches for everything. If you search for eight, this, I heard this on another podcast. I have not confirmed it myself. I don't want the FBI tracking my keystrokes or whatever. Yeah. But if you search for 8chan, then Google won't even show results. They'll show like news stories about 8chan and whatever dark corner of the web they're in at the moment. Um, but they, they won't even like list the web, a way to get to the website. You have to type it in directly. Yeah. So they were getting all of this bad feedback. And the AMA hadn't even started yet. Yeah. They did it anyway after everyone was reprimanding them on Twitter. They eventually did an apology. Um, and I didn't I don't have that one currently, but I do have the apology from the CEO that uh-huh. just recently came out. So I want to read this and then I want to read one more thing and then I'll, we'll frame the conversation. Uh this letter is to offer my sincerest apologies and regret for THQ Nordic GmbH Vienna's interaction with the controversial website 8chan last Tuesday, February 26th. I condemn all unethical content this website stands for. Even if no one within THQ Nordic group would ever endorse such content, I realized simply appearing there gave an implicit impression that we did. As co-founder and group CEO of THQ Nordic AB, I take full responsibility for all of THQ Nordic's GMBH's. I don't know what that means. That's like just all their abbreviations. GMBH's actions and communications. I've spent several days conducting an internal investigation into this matter. I assure you that every member of the organization has learned from this past week's events. I take this matter very seriously. And we will take appropriate action to make sure we have the right policies and systems in place to avoid similar mistakes in the future. As a Swedish-based, fast-growing group, we firmly support equality and diversity. We also are working actively to combat discrimination, harassment, and misconduct. We are already in the process of developing new work processes based around the United Nations SDGs, Sustainable Development Goals, and using the GRI, Global reporting initiative standards and we will accelerate this work for uh work going forward yeah this came out i have one other tweet that i want to read you ben okay this comes from waypoints patrick klepek he retweeted this article from waypoint that showed off this uh apology uh-huh. he said i'm not ready to let this go and you shouldn't be either this wasn't an ordinary mistake and requires more than an ordinarily boilerplate apology meant to gen- generate friendly headlines while the news cycle inevitably advances. Yeah. So. THQ, we everyone can, is in agreement. This was a bad thing to do. Right. They have. It was just I mean, it's a bad idea in general. Yeah. They have apologized from their PR 
Their CEO has apologized. But without, and I'm not giving my opinion yet, but this is not good enough for some people. Right. How do you feel about that? And is it not good enough? Doesn't more need to be done? What can be done? I guess my, yeah, that's my question in response would be, what is good enough? Yeah. What I don't know. That I, <laughs> to be honest, I read Patrick Klebeck's tweet there and I thought, what is there left to do? Right. How do you, all you really can do in this situation is apologize. You apologize, what, condemn, and state and actually follow through on how you're moving forward. Yeah. I, there's no other, I mean, I don't know what else you, do you want me to resign? If I resign, do you want everyone to resign that was even partially involved with this individual? Do you want me to fire the individual? Do you want me to launch a DDoS attack on 8chan? Like, what do you want from me is my opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that, like, there should be no repercussions, no consequences, whatever. I'm just saying that, like, we live in, in a culture of internet outrage where people are truly upset about things but the solution to that in the past and even in the present and other parts of the world is apologize, learn from your mistakes and move on. What else are they supposed to do? I definitely think this is a fireable offense. And I wouldn't be surprised if someone did get fired over this. I have mixed feelings about that. I think that if you're going to do an AMA or something equivalent, you should do your research on what you're getting into. But I'm trying to put myself in that position, too. And if I didn't, like, if I was in my position early last week and didn't know what 8chan was, no, it's got Chan in it, so I probably would have looked uh, looked it up a little bit. But if somebody said, hey, we want you to come and do a Q&A, it's some free promo for your games, like, let's have a good time, it would probably be, uh, I'd be less likely to just instantly be no if I didn't already know what was going on. So... My opinion is, yeah, he should have done some due diligence. Uh, some he should have run it by somebody potentially, although maybe he had free reign to do what he wanted as that you know media social media manager or whatever his position was, community manager. But is it possible in any sense of the word? And I think we have to answer yes here. Is it possible in any sense of the word that this was a legitimate innocent mistake that was admittedly irresponsible, but without evil intentions? Hmm. I think it is. It's possible. I think using your own point here, Ben, they knew about the nasty stuff. Yes, and I they agree did with it that. anyway. Yes. To me, that's already like if I was the CEO seeing this, I'd be like, you knew that right. there was, quote, nasty stuff. Well, and and I mean, there's nasty stuff on Reddit. There's nasty stuff on 4chan. There's nasty stuff on Twitter. I mean, if we're going to be real about it. There's nasty stuff everywhere. Now, not everywhere is known for being nasty stuff. Yeah. And what he means by nasty stuff, uh, I'm I'm totally just speculating, playing a little bit of devil's advocate, but also trying to put myself in the position. If someone says, hey, we want you to come on 8chan and do an AMA. We think it would really help boost your brand. There's a whole gaming community here. Whatever. I don't know. I don't even know anything about 8chan if there's a gaming community or not. We want you to come on. Don't worry. We have some trolls sometimes, which you've probably heard about, but we've got this guy, Mark, shout out. Uh, mm-hmm. Who will take care of all those all those trolls? Don't worry about it. Hmm. Still, you need to do more research. You need to do your due diligence. It's your job to represent the company. But I don't know if it's as sinister as it seems. Yeah. Now I, I wa- now I want I do wonder what was Eight Chan's goal in having them on. 
Yeah, I don't know. I've never honestly. Yeah, I've, I'm trying to remember why I even originally heard of 8chan. Probably because of them harassing somebody or something probably. like that. But the more I read on them, I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah. How is this even allowed to have a domain name? So, yeah. I don't know. I guess my feelings are mixed because at, at the beginning, I'm like ready to condemn these people. And then they're like, hey, here's an apology. A, a couple of days later, hey, here's another apology. And we've put in practices, put in place practices to not let this happen again. And we're, you know, we're very sympathetic that we, we were condemning these bad things. We're condemning the fact that this happened. I don't know what else I can expect from someone. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. I agree with you that it's like they condemned it. I, you know, hopefully they took the right actions internally, but like, what else can you do? Do they want them to like give money to a charity that's supporting, you know, people that have suffered under the hands of sexual abuse? Like, I don't know what. Sure. And maybe that's appropriate. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm just like, I guess the assumption there though, is that that doesn't already happen. Uh, Maybe it does. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, My, my position is. This is a stupid thing that somebody did. They shouldn't have done it. Yeah. But if it were somebody, I'm not even going to name names or anything because I can't, one can't think of it and two wouldn't want to throw somebody under the bus. But if it was a, a person or a, a company that had a history for doing really stupid things, putting their foot in their mouth and getting away with it, I'd be less sympathetic. But this is a company who their person was probably just trying to do their job, get the word out about the game, made a really stupid mistake and didn't do their background uh, homework and then got nailed. Yeah. And to me, that's like, okay, maybe even you should be fired, but what else do you want me to do? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Let's leave it at that. Probably an unpopular opinion, but probably. Okay. Moving on. Anthem. We talked about Anthem last week. Yep. There is word out on the street. This isn't just word. This is fact. Anthem is causing PS4s to crash yeah. hard to the point where if you've ever accidentally popped the power cord out and you have to rebuild the database of the hard drive. Or your power shuts off. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. Real bad. Real bad crashing. And originally when this article came out, there were people that had their consoles bricked. Yeah. It's turned out that... W- they have to reboot their console into safe mode mm-hmm. and then they can restore it. It doesn't seem like anyone's console is actually bricked right. from this. But man. Where was this article from, by the way? Kotaku. Okay. Yeah. That's what I read too. So I just I just couldn't believe this. We've heard of crashing. Yeah. You have games crash all the time. Sure. But this seems like some serious shit. I mean, if it's shutting uh, hard resetting your console. Yeah. That's bad. What? So I think everybody's probably heard about the actual problem. What do you think are some possible reasons behind it? I mentioned this in the hands of Phantom Slack. Yeah. Is so, for example, I've worked on my computer before and anyone who's worked on computers more extensively would probably know this. If your your video card or your CPU, when it starts to get really hot, it will ramp up the fans in order to make sure that it doesn't get too hot and burn up. Right. You can overclock it. And it will run hotter. Oftentimes, these devices will have fail safes built into them that if it gets too hot too quickly, it's going to instantly shut down the system. Right. So, though, often people who overclock 
that's one of the risks you run with overclocking too far is that you'll burn up your system. Yeah. So anyway, I had a computer that the fan was fucked up on it and it would shut off when it got too hot uh-huh. as a fail safe. So my only theory is that's what's happening to the PS4 right I, now. I would I, I would tend to agree that it, it's it's pushing it too hard. It's getting too hot especially on these older systems where the fan might not be as good or there's some, you know, dust and shit in there yeah. that it's, you know, it's, it's making it crap out and make sure it doesn't burn up, which is crazy. It is crazy. It, it's intense that Anthem is the first game we're hearing of doing this kind of thing. Yeah. And yes, it is graphically intense and it's intense in a lot of other ways, but really, I mean, like there were no other games that caused anything to get that hot that fast. Yeah, that's so crazy. To you gotta understand. You have to think that there's some kind of weird code shit going on. The PS4 push being pushed in ways it's not supposed to be, right? Or something. Okay, Which I did mention in the Slack as well when I played just the demo. Yeah, I could hear my my pro like flying through the air because yeah. the fan was going so hard. So yeah. So watch out for that if you're playing Anthem. Finally, last thing is that the rumor, rumor mill, Xbox, the all digital Xbox One, Xbox One S specifically, is coming this April. And it's going to be called the Xbox One S All Digital Edition. Yeah. So we've heard about this before. But it seems interesting to me that they're saying it's coming this April, Ben. Yeah. Well, initially, I think everybody talking about a discless Xbox was assuming that would be for next gen. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, it's just impractical to think that everyone can go without a disk drive at this point. Yeah. The nation's infrastructure is greatly improved, but not everyone has unlimited data caps and fast Internet, et cetera. The thing to me. okay, so it's a quick it's a quick cycle. It's a quick announcement. It's interesting that it got leaked by that name, especially. Um but it's it's I totally see it as being reality. The interesting thing to me, though, is one of the big kickers for the Xbox One S was the HD or the 4K Blu-ray. Mm, right. Um, for me, having like this this makes total sense because like if they're trying to push their Game Pass service hard, yeah, why not? Like true, you're gonna. I think they will sell more subscriptions to Game Pass. If they have a discless Xbox. Yeah. And if they can make it cheap and you can get an Xbox and a year of um, Game Pass for the same price as you get an Xbox One right now, that's that's brilliant. So Xbox has done this before, and there's rumor about them doing this for their future console. And I wonder if they could do something that with this system specifically, it's like, hey, you spend... $30 a month or $40 a month. I don't know. I have no idea what the pricing would be. You get Xbox Live. Yeah. You get Game Pass and you get this console. Yeah. And you agree to pay for it for one year. Right. Two years. And then whatever. You don't pay an upfront cost. Right. That could be pretty awesome. It could be, except I don't know if Microsoft wants to get into the repossession business. Hmm. Because the problem might be... They've already done this before. Really? With Xbox 360. Well, I remember that, but I thought that was more on, like, stores individually did that. And maybe that'll be the case again. Like, you could sign up for that under 
under GameStop, but then GameStop was going to be on the hook for if you didn't pay your bill. I don't know how it worked. What I remember at one point, my roommate Ian worked at Walmart and he saw that he got a price match for an Xbox one or an Xbox 360 that was $100 way cheaper than it was supposed to be at the time. And what he got price match was based on this model yeah. that was supposed to be the subsidized version. <laughs> and he got it price matched for that. So he ended up getting this way better oh, Xbox no. that he wasn't supposed to get. Yeah. So but I don't know what if that was retailer specific or or what. But I've heard that this rumor is possible. Right. They're they want to do that, which I don't know how the repossession thing would work. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't yeah. know if they want to get in that business. I mean, with a phone, you can just. You know, you could probably brick the phone from a carrier point of view. Um, I don't know how you would do that on an Xbox, but you still have to assume if somebody isn't paying and they're going to get their services shut off, they don't care as much about the box anymore either. Yeah. So I don't know. But with Game Pass, like having you can download games now and have them on your hard drive and have it be disconnected like i don't know that opens up a lot of different possibilities i'm just saying like i use my xbox mostly for a media center and to play blu-rays so Mm -hmm. to me that's the only appeal that that would go away and what if this console was 100 dollars? yeah 150 dollars yeah 100 (laughs) dollars though man that would be insane. It would be insane. I don't know that there's an incentive for existing Xbox owners to buy it at yeah. all because it's actually just a lesser version of what you have unless the chip's upgraded tremendously, but it's an Xbox One S, so I doubt it. Um, the thing about it would be you're going to get a whole generation of people uh, late in this gen who don't have an Xbox One and see the appeal of Game Pass or something similar and would hop on board. Mm-hmm. That's those are the people that they're really going to hit up with this. I think. Yeah, I think it's definitely that's someone who's like, well, I can like I, we have. I can think of a friend right now that's like they had an Xbox ten years ago, but now they have they have kids. Yeah, and they're like, oh yeah, I'd like to get an Xbox. I'd like to play again, but I don't want to spend two hundred two hundred fifty dollars. You're talking about John, aren't you? No, I was thinking oh. of our friend Nate. Oh yeah, he played. He loved like the original Red Dead. Same person. For him, it's like, I, you know, and I don't know if he's still interested, but I could see someone like that. They could see this console. A hundred bucks? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? A hundred bucks. I mean, I'm not saying a hundred dollars is cheap. It's way cheaper than 200 or 300. Well, that, I mean, that's just math. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying that, like, it, the barrier to entry, it makes it so much lower. It does. Yeah. 100. Yeah. It definitely opens it up to a wider array of people. I'm thinking more realistically, though, there's no way that it's under 150. Yeah, I, I posed the question earlier of, well, how much does a disk drive actually cost? Yeah. I don't know. How much can you... Of course, you're seeing the price come down of newer models but and later in the generation, but also people have sold... I mean, Xbox specifically, Microsoft specifically, sold the 360 at a pretty, pretty big loss for the hardware itself off the bat. Here's something to consider. How much is a 4K Blu-ray drive? Okay, that's a good point. I, we didn't think about that. Yeah. I Maybe no it's idea. 50 bucks. Yeah. I have no clue either. I'm sure the cost isn't 50 bucks. But. I know that when we bought a drive, when we buy a Blu-ray burner drive at work, it's probably 40 or 50. Obviously, it's different because yeah. it's standalone. It's standalone yeah. and stuff like that. But something to think about.
Then it is the first week of March. It's time for the March preview. Let's do it. Let's do it. This is a, a segment. Oh, we forgot to do our. Dang it, man. I'm already I'm, I'm dropping the ball. I was going to say we didn't do our February like month in review. Yes. So maybe we'll do that next week when Phil Phil is here. I think that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Because Phil and I got some stuff to talk about with February. Hell yeah. OK, let's do the March preview. Starting out strong March 8th, which is in just a couple days. Devil May Cry. Yeah. Five. PS4, Xbox One, PC. And I'm interested in this game. Not at launch, though. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I've never played any of the games. I know you just recently played some of them. Yeah. Um, it certainly looks appealing to me, but it's probably not something I'm ever going to sink time into. Yeah. I definitely was enjoying to playing Devil May Cry 4, so I want to play more of that, and then maybe I'll check out Devil May Cry 5 on sale or something later this year. Sure. Not that it's not worth yeah. Just right now. I thought we were going to have a uh, copy coming to us for review, but I haven't seen it, and it's getting pretty close. Hmm. Maybe it'll come day of our favorite. Yeah. Uh, Lego Marvel Collection is coming out on PS4 and Xbox One, March 12th. This includes Lego Marvel Superheroes, Lego Marvel Superheroes 2, and I believe Lego Avengers. How do you feel about that? I don't care. I do not give a flying fuck. Do you care about any Lego games? Not anymore. Right. Because they're all the same. Exactly. And honestly, they're great games for playing with a kid or something. I I do not mean this in a disrespectful way. I just truly do not understand the appeal at all as like an adult yeah. playing them for fun by yourself. The only appeal I see to it is it, it, it satisfies the completionist nature in me. In that there's mm-hmm. lots of collectibles and that's about it. Yeah. The fact that the gimmick of them being Legos is just there to cover up the fact that they're not very good games. Yeah. And that's the thing. Play what you want to play. If you love Lego games. Yeah. More power to you. Oh, they're fun. Yeah. They're they're fun. Like I said. Small doses for me. Holly and I played some of the first Lego Marvel superhero games. We had fun, but it wasn't like, wow, this is great. Yeah. We didn't play all of it. But I know Brandon is playing one of them with his girlfriend. Yeah. They are having an absolute blast. Dude, they're fun to play with somebody else. I agree that they're not as fun to play by yourself. But the fact of the matter is, if they're if if you're having fun, play it. Just don't ever claim it's a it's a critical hit. Next one. Uh-huh. Tom Kalansky's. Kalansky. Kalansky. There did you ever see that Ubisoft press conference where that guy, the Mr. Caffeine, yes. he kept saying Tom Kalansky's Kalansky's. Yeah. Just like a weird like right. way of saying it. So Tom Clancy's <laughs> the division two. <laughs> Who is Tom Clancy? He's, He's an author. author. He's dead now. He doesn't write his own books now. They're still called Tom Clancy's. Yeah. Is it just in his universe? Is it like a. a, a Are there any more books now? I've seen books that say Tom Clancy's whatever. And they're written by someone else. OK. Maybe they're video game novelizations. Maybe not. I swear there are like more Rainbow Six books well, that aren't he, Tom Clancy. He wrote, uh, maybe they, they franchised it out, I don't know. He wrote a bajillion books from like a long time ago to current, for did, sure. Did Tom Clancy write a book called The Division? I don't know that. Uh, probably. Hmm. That's the question. I want to know, did he write a book called Ghost Recon? He, I know he wrote Rainbow Six because that's where it all started. Right. This can be easily looked up. Yes. Uh, isn't that the um, 
the uh, what's what's the show that John Krasinski's in right now? Jack, Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. That's the that's the series, right? Yes, that is a that is a Tom Tom Clancy thing. Okay, okay. I'm looking at okay. We got television series. We got films. This doesn't actually have a list of his books. Here's the other thing. They're the order of them. I tried to read through them. I, I think I read a few of them, but uh, I know I read a few of them. The order of them that he released them versus the uh, chronology is a bit confusing. I never was fully able to figure it out. Let's see. This it's weird that this uh, this Tom Clancy's works also inspired games such as the Ghost Recon, Rainbow Six, and Splinter Cell games. Well, it inspired games, yeah. Did so it's it, just weird they attach his name. Well, no, it's the franchise that he created. So, like, if, if uh, I can't even think of a good example, but it'd be if there were other books called Tom Clancy's whatever written by Joe Schmo. That's mm-hmm. the weird part. But that's not abnormal. I mean, I know this isn't going to be, this is going to be a shocker to some of you. A lot of your favorite authors don't entirely write their own books. So many people have people doing outlines and ghostwriting pieces of their books. That's how they're able to crank out two or three a year. Blake Harris. I don't know if you listen to this show. Blake. You're a fucking fake. That's what Ben's saying I'm right saying now. I'm saying you're a fake, Blake. No, people much less uh, elegant and articulate than Blake <laughs> are the people in this category. I know one, uh, two people who actually are using this exact method right now, and they are making a good amount of money not writing their own books they're just writing the story outlines and then other people are actually writing the contents for them so it is something even in the indie world let alone in the the big novel world anyway we've completely sidestepped the point not your fault not well it's both of our faults i'm gonna take the blame for this one that's fair yeah whatever i'll need it for you later do you care about the division two i care about it in the sense that it looks like a lot of fun I don't care about it in the sense that I do not have time for another game that I have to play constantly. It's a problem all these lifestyle games do. Yeah. You can't handle it all. Really into Apex, though. You know, Division 2, I never got into Division 1. I felt like it didn't feel right on PlayStation 4. Like, the game feel wasn't... Yeah. Like, it had, like, a slight lag feeling if to they it. Move, if the character moves slightly faster, it'd be better. Yeah. Oh, really? So you agree with me? Yeah. Interesting. Well, I never played the first one. I played the... the Demo of the second one, or the beta, or whatever. Then this next one's the big boy. March 22nd. Sekiro. Shadows. Die twice. That's the one. This is the new game from this From is what we're looking for, Software. Chief. This is my second most anticipated game this year. Yeah. Uh, right after Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. And now Kingdom Hearts is gone, so it's now become my number one most anticipated. Whoa. I can't wait. This is From Software. Being able to do what they do best in a new way. Yeah. So I'm very excited to check that out. Explain to me real quick. Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Three. It was one of your most anticipated, but did it live up to the anticipation? Yes. Okay. That doesn't mean I wasn't disappointed in certain aspects. Cool. There's some things I don't like about it, but it did meet. It gave me all the feelings that I wanted to feel. Gotcha. That's perfect. Uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped for this one. Um. Hopefully we'll be having a review out for that one as well. Uh, I have not played more than a few minutes of mm-hmm. any Souls game. Yeah. Or Bloodborne or anything. 
So I'm really excited to jump into this one. I keep saying I want to go back to Bloodborne, but then all these new games come out, and I'm like, oh, I got to keep up on new stuff. This will give me an excuse to get that same experience, well, a similar experience, similar genre. Last October, I played through about three-fourths of Bloodborne yeah. again. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. It's still just as good. Honestly, might be game of the generation. Here's my Bloodborne. problem. I don't know, though. My problem with Bloodborne. Yeah. It's not actually a problem with Bloodborne. I have this game. I own it digitally and on disc. Yeah. I have never never played it. Dang, dude. I know. I'm an idiot. So good. Dark Souls 3 also is very good. Not quite as good. Anyway, I'm really excited about this game. I think there's no question in my mind that it's at least going to be great. Yeah. Who knows? I'm... I'm well, like, all of a sudden, you can no longer review the game because you are already you are I'm already, biased. You're already biased. I'm biased. Um, no, I really do think that you just have faith in the studio. Yeah, I have faith in the studio. I what I've seen looks fantastic. Yeah, and so I'm I'm very excited about this one. Next one, I thought I'd give this one an honorable mention since it is important, just not to us. MLB 19, the show. Yeah. This is going to be a big seller. It Dude, always is. It always is. And it's amazing that I didn't know there were so many people who liked sports specifically, basketball, or not, basketball, baseball, and soccer. I understood football. I knew that was a big thing. Um, even soccer kind of makes sense in other countries, but in the U.S. even. These are all big games. Yeah. I'm glad it's, from my understanding, M- these MLB The Show games are always fantastic. Well done. Sure. So I'm glad that uh, baseball fans are able to get a good game for their sport absolutely tropico 6 is coming out march 29th ps4 xbox one and pc yeah we got a little preview of this game at e3 i think it looks pretty cool i don't know much about tropico though it looks cool it looks very in-depth yes like it's too far of a deep dive for me for an rts type game um i know your wife would love it yes our, she boy, would. our boy kevin's gonna dig it yeah but for me it's probably a pass but i'll love here's what i'll love I love when people post clips on Reddit. Mm. That's what I always love about these big immersive RTS games. Yeah. March 29th as well, Yoshi's Crafted World. I don't really know what to say about this one. I played the demo. It was too easy. Yeah. I don't know if it's for me. It's pro- It might not be. That's okay. But it's fine. Are you a Yoshi fan? I love Yoshi's Island. Nice. But... Other than that, I mean, I don't know if I can really call myself a Yoshi fan. I wouldn't call myself a Yoshi fan. I mean, besides all the other reasons Mario 3 is amazing, Yoshi's my favorite part of it. Yeah. But that's, yeah. And you specifically wanted me to add this last one also on March 29th. That is Assassin's Creed 3 remastered. I don't understand. Money. I do understand that part of it. Yeah. Was Assassin's Creed 3 a good enough game that they think there's a market to resell it to? I have a theory. Okay. This is far-fetched. Yeah. But I'm going to say it anyway. I think that some of these big boy developers know that going forward, PS5 will play PS4 games. Uh-huh. PS4 is going to be the baseline for all future playstation consoles sure i don't know will ps5 be able to emulate playstation 3 who knows who knows but i see this as potentially as an opportunity that they're like we want to get all the assassin's creed games onto ps4 Uh and they're going to live there and they're going to be live on into playstation 5 and onto the future as well with xbox too 
is that a reason to remaster a game that wasn't critically received very well? I don't think it was critically received that poorly. I mean, it still sold like crazy. Well, it's Assassin's Creed. Even the worst ones have sold pretty well. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just don't. I guess I'm just saying, like, I don't understand because the Assassin's Creed games now are going so strong. They're doing so well. Ezio Collection, which is obviously the best game. So everybody knows that um, Soul has sold really well. Maybe there is more of a, a player base for three than I realized. I'm just thinking in my head, like, why do I want to go back and play three again when the ones before it that we've already remastered are better? The ones after that we've come out with since then are already better. I just don't get it. It's not they're probably they're probably making a good move here, but I just don't get it. I don't understand why they aren't remastering the first game. Yeah, probably because they improved. So, did you ever play the first one? I've heard that it's not as good. They they improved so many things from the first one to the second one. So Sounds many. like they need to remake the first one. They would have to remake it from the ground up, and at yeah. that point, they might as well just make a new game. Yeah. Because the story is good, but it's not amazing. Yeah. And in my opinion, the Ezio Collection you know, 2 and the ones that came thereafter are premium. They're the cream of the crop as far as Assassin's Creed goes. So, hmm. yeah. Well, we'll have to see how it does on its second time around. We'll see. All right, Ben, let's wrap this bitch up All right. with, in one tweet, not as many responses this week. And I thought it was a fantastic question. So in order to fill out the questions, you guys need to go and follow at Handsome Phantom. Every week I put out a question for in one tweet. You respond. You get mentioned on this show. That's right. It's that easy and it's fun. I guess this wasn't a good question, Ben. Uh, I said the PlayStation 2 is 19 years old in one tweet. Tell us your favorite memory with the console. Maybe you just asked at the wrong time of day or something. Maybe. I meant to retweet it today and I forgot. So that could have been part of it. How dare you? Matt Riggs says, I distinctly remember getting God of War 2. It was the first time a sequel ever blew me away. It felt like a much bigger epic adventure than God of War 1 with more uh, visceral combat, more baddies to tear apart. I didn't play God of War on PlayStation 2. I no. played a little bit on PlayStation 3. Yeah. But John Morrison said, favorite PS2 moment was doing the 24-hour race in Gran Turismo 4. I would race a few hours, then pit, and let the computer drive for a while, just like a real 24-hour race. That's right. <laughs> Sounds interesting. I didn't know anything about this 24-hour race business. But uh, yeah. sounds interesting. Yeah. Joseph Anthony very simply responded, Kratos sex minigames. Wow. <laughs> and that that's a thing. I've seen the sex minigames. Yeah. I don't understand it. Right. You know that some kid jerked off to that. That's a that's troubling, honestly. I I don't know if it's troubling, it's just reality. Reality can be troubling. It is possible. I can't argue with that. <laughs> but uh that's it for one tweet. And that's actually it. For this show. Whoa. Going a little long, which is, I didn't feel like we were going long. I just have lots, lots of discuss. I we'll guess. just edit it out later, you know? Get out all the crap. That's what Colin says to me when I edit his shows. Yeah. This knockback coming up, he's like, this might go a little long. Luckily, I don't have to edit it. Dustin does. Yeah. He mentioned, he called me out on the show. Man. What a jerk. Are you going to edit that part out? I considered it. Yeah. <laughs> That's, you got to watch out. If I start editing uh, play Sacred Symbols, I'm going to edit out anytime he talks shit about Kingdom Hearts near whatever oh man whatever anyway 
Uh, this has been the HP Podcast. We really appreciate everybody listening. As we said earlier, if you want to help us out, as we mentioned, uh, leave us a rating, review on iTunes, and subscribe. Finally, you hate Jeff Bezos. We know you do. That's what everyone wants to talk about on Twitter. They hate the billionaire Jeff Bezos. We've trashed on Twitter a lot today. That's fine. Yeah. You can hate him. And if you want to show your hate, prove it, bitch. Use handsomephantom.com <laughs> slash Amazon. And you shop on Amazon, which may seem like you're helping Jeff Bezos. But what really hurts him is taking the money out of his pocket, the extra money he could have been making. That extra money goes to us. That's right. Every, anything you buy, a couple pennies, a couple dollars goes to us, helps us pay for things. We would appreciate that. So we said handsomephantom.com slash Amazon. Finally, if you want to hang out with the boys over at Handsome Phantom or the girls. That's right. The girl singular right now because Holly is not on the uh, uh, the Discord. But Boo is. Join us on our Discord. Handsomephantom.com uh, slash Discord. We're hanging out, talking there. We would love to chat with you. Follow us on Twitter at Handsome Phantom. Just do all the things. Do all the things. We'd yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. And that's it. Guess we'll see you next time. Yeah. We'll see you guys later. Hopefully Phil will have recovered. Hope he's not dead. Hopefully he's not dead. We'll see you later.